you're listening to a special edition of the audio fanfic podcast. Annie, Kristen, and Rachel are taking this week off, but they still wanted to bring you some dope-ass wrecks. They will be back April 28th with a brand new episode. Hi, this is Kristen, and I'm coming at you with my three dope-ass wrecks for this week on Audio Fanfic Podcast. My first is called Shug's Reaction. It's by The Ace Dennis on AO3, and it's a color purple musical fanfic. In this fic, Celie is reeling from her kiss with Shug, and she's thinking about everything she wants to give Shug. Now, it's a really short fic, so I don't want to give too much away, but you should head over and read it. And be sure to check out all the great Broadway musical fanfic on AO3. I recently discovered it, and it's amazing what's out there. My second fic is Friday Night Conversations by Lady Meg on AO3. It's rated general audiences, and it's an X-Files fic. And it's just one of those classic Mulder and Scully conversation fics. They're chilling on a Friday night, having some beers. They start talking about what Scully was like as a kid, and Mulder really wants to know. And then it drifts into Scully as a teenager and Scully as a young adult. And it's just one of those moment in time fix where you get to see what they might have been like with each other, things that we never got to see on the show. It's really great and a really fun read, and you should definitely check it out. My third fix is by Only the Inevitable, and it's from the Partners, Friends, Lovers, a collection of Tumblr prompt series, and it's chapter 42, Grief Sex. In this, Scully's in despair, and she's looking to feel, and she's trying to find something to hold on to, and that leads her to having sex, and you can tell she's really upset, and she's crying, and she's just trying to make her body move past the grief and feel something, anything. And it's it's got a twist ending that um, I don't know if I really want to give it away. And so I think you really just need to head over and read it and just just look at it for what it really is. It's just, it's a beautifully written piece about a woman trying to feel and trying to be and there's something strangely beautiful in that tragedy of trying to feel something and the outlet that Scully is choosing. And it's just, it's, it's really beautifully written and um, everyone needs to go check it out and go into it with an open mind. Um, I think that's the best way to go into reading it and really try to put yourself in Scully's place as you're reading it and how you would feel if you were Scully. Um, And that's my top three for the week. And um, if you don't want to read them, they're also all recorded. So head on over and listen at Audio Fanfic Podcast. Till next time. Bye. Hey, Rachel here. And my dope ass Rex for this week, for this episode, I've got one of every fandom. Um... So my first one is, it's an SVU fic. It is Static by Lee57 on AO3. Um, This fic 
It's just over 61,000 words and it is a wild ride. Um, one that I wasn't expecting. It was one of the first fics that I read um, when the obsession with EO took over my soul. And it's the first book that I printed in paperback for that fandom. Poetic, right? So the story takes place during the separation. Um, Elliot wakes up at his apartment and is having a spectacularly awful day, um, running on very little sleep. When he stumbles into what looks like a domestic incident between a father and a daughter, he judges the incident correctly, but he also underestimates the situation wildly, um, finding himself abducted at gunpoint. There's a whole story about who the dad is, what the dad's into, um, what's going through his mind, and... So Elliot's just trying to figure out a way to get himself out of the situation, save the girl from the situation. And he ends up getting left in a dead car with a cell phone in the middle of absolutely nowhere, has no idea where he is, and he's injured, um, and he's pretty sure he's going to die. Meanwhile, while that's going on, uh, the SVU team has to kind of piece together what happened to him um, when he doesn't show up for work. They have to uh, track down the dad. They have to try to rescue the daughter and all the while trying to find Elliot's location before he dies of hypothermia, shock, blood loss. Insert your morose, grim ending here. Um, It is... Uh, it was a lot. It I, I was I just I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting just how much I would be sucked into this into the story um, because it's written so well. Um, the EO and the fic is painful um, because they're both they're afraid that he won't make it, and it's tender and it's a slow burn of sorts. And it really just, it grips you. Um, and you just, you can't, you can't ever stop reading. And in fact, I'm going to reread it here soon because it's just, it's so good. It's, it, it is an emotional journey, but it's worth it. And the payoff is good. So there's my first dope ass wreck. My second dope ass wreck is an oldie. Um, it is a Voyager fic, a Janeway Chakotay fic. It is She by Kim J on abdarian.net. This, this story is a little over 21,000 words, and it is probably in my top five Voyager fix of all time, which is saying a lot because there is just a wealth of goodness over there um, that I don't tap into often enough. Anyway, I digress. Um, so this fic is a, it's a timeless rewrite of sorts. Um, it chronicles Chakotay's time back on Earth with Catherine and the rest of the ship dead. Um, he is tormented by their last night together where they had finally come together believing that they would be home the next day and he is punishing himself for it, like hardcore. He is, um, he like had dabbled in drugs and drinking and like sex, it, it, it it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's just a lot. But Phoebe, Janeway's sister, finds him. Um, she sobers him up and she gives him some tough love. And then she introduces him to 
Hannah. She. She is a little girl who is the spitting image of Catherine in more ways than one. Um, She is actually genetically Catherine's daughter, having, we find out she had donated some of her eggs to Phoebe before she left. Um, And Chakotay absolutely falls in love with this girl. Um, He gets his shit together, all while he and Harry, who is the only other remaining Voyager crew member, um, and Phoebe try to solve the phase variants that knocked Voyager off course in the first place and into its icy grave and So they're trying to, they're still trying to save the day. They still believe that maybe, maybe they can't change what happened, but if they can figure out what went wrong, at least they'll have some solace and some closure. So years go by and that trio, they find themselves steeped in a conspiracy with Starfleet about the warp engines and they're still struggling to solve for that phase variance. Meanwhile, Chakotay has become somewhat of a dad to Hannah. Um, he's helped raise her. He's fiercely protective of her. And it's... Oh, dad Chakotay. Mm, it's just... It's something special. Um, but it's like, it's like he channeled all of his regret and all of his blame into doing this one thing just to honor Catherine raising her daughter without giving away the story's end because it is good. And I think about it often, very often. And Hannah, she's a teenager now. Um, She's an integral part of solving the problem. And with a little help from like a smattering of next generation friends, they're able to send the proper coordinates back in time to save the ship from crashing for short a thick as it is, it, oh, it is powerful and it is it is so heartwarming. It is it's a must read. Highly recommend if Voyager is something you enjoy. Just dive right in and then go check out all the rest of Kim J's stuff because she's an incredible writer. My last wreck for this week is is Bioquina by all these ghosts. And I may or may not be saying that right. I'm very much not Irish. Um, it is on AO3. Um, this is a short one. Um, look, the revival was a mess. Was it great to see our faves on screen again, to come together weekly to fangirl and fuss over these just hot as fuck federal agents with a quarter of a decade under their belt? Absolutely. Yes, it was. It was it was great, but bringing William slash Jackson back the way they did was, uh, it was not it. And they left so much unsaid and so much unresolved and enter this fic, um, I'm probably, I'm never, I'm going to say that 70 times today. Um, it is, it is short. It is not much more than 2000 words. Um, but it packs a lot into such a little. Um, it's broken up into quarters, just kind of little snippets of between the scenes, like some talks between Mulder and Scully, like mid-season 11. So there is, there's a follow-up to the conversation in Plus One, which never really sat, I, sat right with me. It just felt a little out of character. Um, so she just kind of, Dives a little bit back into that. 
Mulder and Scully are together. <laughs> Just have to add that in there. There is some like post and sort of mid ghoulie reflection, which is really sweet and relatable if you're a type A personality like me. And there is there's a there's a clear ending. Um, they've received a message from Jackson and they basically abandon everything to go find him. What the story lacks in prolifics, it 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 does. It makes up for with carefully crafted one-liners and powerful, thought-provoking insight. And having just sort of discovered this author whose fanfic has been around for a while, apparently, um, I I have to dive into the rest of their stuff. But go and check this out. Like I said, it's a really short read, but it's just so good. Um, go assuage your, your revival woes and end on a note of hope that we were denied. And that's it for me for this week. Hey everybody, Annie here with some dope-ass wrecks. I have, first and foremost, something for the darkest timeline. Yeah, it's it's a rough one. Um, I mean, I love it. So this one takes place sometime after the events of Dwayne Barry, before Scully is returned. It's called Unreal by Soft Now. It is 478 words, and it is very sexy uh, and mature. The story starts with Mulder and Scully in the throes of passion, and Mulder essentially declares his love for Scully in the middle of the act, well, I guess more towards the end, and then we find out, spoiler alert, sorry, it has been a wet dream. He wakes up, stomach sticky and wet, gold cross around his neck, and he cries into his hands. It is absolutely devastating and wonderful, and I love it so much. So if you're into that kind of stuff, into the darkest timeline, this might be one for you. My next dope-ass wreck is an old one. This goes back to 1996. It is a Quantum Leap fanfic called The Last Measure of Devotion by Sue Walker. As I said, it's old school. I actually only found this on the way back. And it seems to be a pretty popular one, a pretty popular Quantum Leap fanfic from back in the day. So after the events of the series finale, Sam is lost in time for a while. They finally find him, and in an attempt to bring Sam home, Al makes up a story that they are in a relationship together, even though it's not true. And obviously Sam has no recollection of most of his past, who he was before. He does know some things through in his Swiss cheese brain. But he can't remember everything. And so he is trying to piece it all together, trying to come to terms with everything, his new found sexuality, I guess, even though it's a lie. I'm actually reading this one for another podcast that I'm doing, but I do find this really interesting. And what was the style of writing back in 1996 and how they deal with some of the homophobia? The writing is pretty good. But what I like most about this one is that even though I'm not an Al and Sam shipper, it really does get to the heart of the show, which is their relationship. It's kind of what kept Sam going on top of the hope that he would get home someday. 
but he had this best friend, Al, who guided him through the whole process, through all the leaping. And I do find that very sweet. And it is very heavily reliant on the Sam and Al relationship. It's very long. It is mature. I don't know how long it is because it's on the way back. I haven't plugged it into Google Docs yet to do that. But um, it's probably, I don't know, I'm guessing 60 to 80K. So if you are into Quantum Leap, that's definitely one you should check out. My third dope-ass wreck for the day is The Sea That Has Become Known by All These Ghosts, which, if you're not reading them, very underrated writer, really like all their stuff. Thank you to Rachel for reminding me how good their stuff is when we had a chat about some fix the other day. Um, so I went back in and I was like, ooh, let's see what there is. And so I came across this one from The Revival, season 10. Um, basically, Mulder and Scully are going through Maggie's stuff after her death. And Mulder says, when I die, you can throw out all my stuff. And we all know that Scully isn't going to. It kind of goes back to when he actually was dead back in season eight and points out how she didn't throw his stuff out then, how she kept everything perfectly preserved in his apartment. And they kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're reminiscing. They're leaning on each other for support. It's very sweet. Um, I don't typically read revival stories, but I really like this one. Uh, so I highly recommend it. And they're also kind of working through their relationship. Is she going to go back home with him? Are they going to work it out? And so it's kind of another step for them in their healing process for their relationship. This story is teening up and it's 3,234 words. Very sweet. Highly recommend it. If you like this and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.